0: does equip you but he also shows you that he is enough i learned that i had him and i could depend on him and that he gave me strength and joy to do things that i might not have learned if i Mm. would have walked a different path
1: hi i'm Carrie corn a brand new therapist and i'm susan goss a seasoned therapist susan has been my mentor for years and we love talking about therapy faith and relationships so join us as we share some tangible truths with you so, welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths. I'm Carrie, hanging out with Susan. Hey, Carrie, and we have a couple of friends joining us today. We do. I'm so excited. I am. Like the office is packed today. We've got a full house. We've got three therapists in the room. Listen, I think Kelly should be a little bit scared. If I was in a room with three therapists, I would be like, "Is this an intervention? Like, what's happening?" So, can you introduce our guest today? Yes, you said her name. Mm-hmm. We have Kelly Stance back with us. Right, we've had Kelly on the podcast before. Drum roll. We always love it when she comes and hangs well, out. With I'm us. very glad to be here, especially oh, with three therapists.
0: Oh, <laughs> Kelly! We if anyone are... needs three therapists, it's me.
2: <laughs> Kelly, we're so glad to have you. Back. Well, I'm glad to be Love here. Love you. And we also have, this is our third therapist, mm-hmm. Megan Jones. Megan, we're so glad to have you. Hi, I'm so glad to be here to let me join. And uh, a special note about mm-hmm. Megan. Yes. Megan used to be the therapist mm-hmm. for tangible truth at the Hermitage. Yes. When we had the Hermitage
1: uh, in Greenbrier, mm-hmm. Arkansas. And so people could go there and have like a A retreat, several day retreat and have some intensive therapy with Megan. And she was the one.
2: Yeah. And Megan, this is a wonderful thing to say about somebody, Mm -hmm. especially a therapist. One of the best therapists I have ever Mm. known. I could tune up talking about Megan. Oh, yes. You're going to make me tear up. Oh, well, it's the (laughs) truth. I could jump over there and hug her right Mm -hmm. now. But she is a magnificent therapist. Mm -hmm. So we are thrilled to have you Thank you. I'm happy
1: to be here. Mm -hmm. Thanks for letting me join. Mm -hmm. So we're excited because we started talking about singleness a couple of weeks ago. Yes, we did. And we're already hearing from so many people who are like, thank you so (laughs) much. This has been so helpful. And when you stopped me in the hallway and you said, Carrie, we have to have a conversation about singleness. You and I both went, Kelly has to come. Immediately. That's <laughs> Immediately. what we said. Kelly. And so um, so we're glad that you're here with us today, Kelly. Um, and one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you is because you're one of those people who didn't get married Right out of high school, right out of college in those years when you think of like early 20s, people are getting married. How old were you when you finally got married?
0: Well, I was 30, which at the time felt like I was 80. But when I now I think, you know, now that I'm much older than that, I look back (laughs) and think, well, that really wasn't that old. You know, I know people who are still waiting to get Mm -hmm. married in their Mm forties and you know, when you're from the South (laughs) and your parents got married young and that's just what you is an expectation Mm -hmm. that you're gonna get married. I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna meet the man. And I went to a Baptist college. So And so there's that ring by
1: spring school yeah
0: ring by spring school and I thought that's just a given. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then I didn't. Mm -hmm. It really did feel like the old May <laughs> I really? really did feel mm-hmm. like I am, God has forgotten me and mm. it, you know I am 28 and not married and what is wrong and mm. but I feel like God gave me it. Well, it put me through a state of waiting on and trusting in him. But it also, I feel like that just gave me a, t- an, a taste and an empathy for people who are waiting. And, yes. and I understand what, wait. and then, I, you know, we had to wait for things, wait for children, wait. for, And so it was like, God really needed me to learn that lesson of what it's like to wait. Mm-hmm. And I think that gives me an empathy for people who are waiting, because mm-hmm. otherwise you could just not understand what that's like at all. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure.
0: So you really learned a lot.
1: During I that waiting I period.
2: Did. And, you know, I've said before, and I think you've heard, you know, when we were working together, mm-hmm. waiting is such an active role of mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. It's not you know, a lot of people say waiting is doing nothing. And I totally
0: disagree. Mm -hmm. Don't you? Oh, yeah. During that period of time. Oh, yeah. I probably talked to God more. Yes. In those years that I was waiting on things from him, because I'm not a very patient person. Mm -hmm. And so it was like every day, God, I've done my part. Where are you? Why? Why have you? You know, that's how I felt is I did all the things right. I did the whatever true love waits. And I went to the Baptist school and I, you know, I felt like I did all the things that I should do to, for God to bring the man, <laughs> husband to me. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, what then, it, you know, first of all, I was mad at God. Why, you know, mm-hmm. why aren't you holding up to your end of the bargain? You mm-hmm. promised, you know, if we delight ourselves in you, that you will give us the desires of our heart. And that's the desire of my heart. And I don't see it. And then the devil kind of gets in and starts mm-hmm. saying, well, then what's wrong with me? What's, mm-hmm. I must not be pretty enough. I must not be smart enough. I might not, must not be funny. I missed my opportunities. I should have done this. I should, well, if I would have just taken that job or if I would have just done this in college, I would have met the right person. And the devil starts, you know, mm-hmm. really, I think that's what I, the empathy I have for single people now is I, I hate that that's the voices you hear is, well, then mm-hmm. there's something wrong. And I think people, Even people, single people will say, like, when they're home for the holidays, it's like that's what they hear. What's wrong with you that you're Mm -hmm. not married? You know, and they mean that well. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes, like, what, why are you not married? What's wrong with you? Like, it's sometimes God's timing is just not your timing. And Mm -hmm. that was not, you know, the time I didn't want to get married at 30. I wanted to get married young and have kids young, but it's not what God had planned for me. And I can see now that that's you know, his plan was right. But I think it's very hard to not hear those things of, well, why is everybody else, you know, why Mm -hmm. did it happen for everyone else? What's wrong with me? Did I, you know, what have I done wrong? Or what is not, what is not good enough about me? And, um, I think those are, you know, even as young as teenage girls hear that Mm -hmm. when they're not asked to the prom or they're Mm -hmm. not asked to homecoming and they think, what is wrong with me? What is, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, I don't know, it's hard. So anyways, back to your question. It's yes, waiting is hard and I did you know, it's I was constantly praying, like, God, please bring me and even as you know, I think about like once I did get married and I went through infertility, same thing, waiting. It was just a constant mm-hmm. in my Bible praying every day, God, please mm-hmm. bring me this and mm-hmm. we're I think when you're not waiting, I don't I don't know that I seek after God as much as I did mm-hmm. in that time, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: which in a way, when I look back as a gift, because it did draw me. Cl- even though I was mad at him a lot of those yeah. years, I really was mad because yeah. I thought you are not giving me what I, I mean, like a spoiled child. You are not mm-hmm. giving me what I want, but it did teach me to trust him. And then as years go by, I trust him even more, because even if he would have never brought me a husband Mm -hmm. I'd probably still be mad at him, but I think that I would, you know, I think you just learn Mm -hmm. to trust him and that he's what you need. Mm
3: -hmm. I think what is so, what I love about what you're saying, that's kind of hitting my heart is that you're talking about this place where you are in a, in a place where you're, you're asking Jesus, like, bring me this, bring me this, Mm -hmm. right. Which is really like a husband, right. Bring me a husband or bring me a child. Right. And what I also hear you saying is that actually kind of looking back on it, he actually was bringing you a lot, right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't exactly what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But he was bringing you a lot, which was, and that's what I'm kind of curious Mm -hmm. about. Like, as you kind of started, um, looking back on the process, I'm curious, what do you kind of notice that maybe he did bring you in those places, um now looking back, like you said he taught me so much about myself, and so i'm I'm really curious of of what was maybe brought that we can't see in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, because what we want is that one thing and our yes. desire just kind of trumps yes. the maybe kind of thing that very that God actually is bringing us, you yes. know,
0: I mean, I think God brought me amazing people into my life, mm-hmm. you know, friends and um church and just different things that and things that I got to do that maybe I wouldn't have got to do mm-hmm. if you know opportunities I had and that I wouldn't have had. And I think, you know, some, I think sometimes when we're hyper focused on getting married, we think all of our like everything's gonna be great once you get married. Like yeah. mm-hmm. all everything's gonna mm-hmm. be answered. You know, my life's just gonna be perfect once I get married. <laughs> and everything, you know, all, and I also would sometimes put, you know, for a while was like, well, I'll go on trips when I get married or mm. I will start tithing when I get married mm-hmm. or I will buy, you know, all the things. And I think you just wait. And then at some point, you know, I bought a house for myself before I ever got married. And oh, wow. I, I did some things that I think like I did some things by myself. Wow. I had to, that's you know, so I cool. had to learn to do things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's a gift, mm-hmm. just that I learned mm-hmm. that I could do things independent, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I know that if something happens to Scott, I'll be okay. Cause I know how to take care of things yes. <laughs> that maybe I wouldn't have been able to, if I would have mm-hmm. gotten married. I think God, you know, does give you gifts and does give you opportunities and, um, does equip you, but he also shows you that he is enough. Mm. You know, even if I don't have a husband, I don't have, I learned that I had him mm-hmm. and I could depend on him and that he gave me strength and joy to do things that I might not have learned if I would mm. have walked a different path i think sure
1: mm-hmm. wow
0: that's a
2: lot so mm-hmm. much uh-huh mm. oh kelly that's wonderful so focus focus shifted yeah and focus shifted in the right direction mm-hmm. yeah. and once that did what happened well i think that then you found i who? did find scott
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's his name scott. you want to tell the his Scott, and i met him on a blind date You have to be open to a lot
2: of different things, you know. Mm -hmm. And I went on a lot of terrible, Mm -hmm. terrible blind Mm days.
1: But I think that goes back to what you were saying, Susan, is waiting is active. It Mm -hmm. is. And, is And I know a lot of women, myself included, when I was in a season of singleness where I just thought, well... Unless it's the UPS guy, I'm not going to meet a man because I just stayed at home on my couch Mm -hmm. and didn't go meet people or put myself out there. And so part of that active waiting is I'm going to go on a lot of terrible dates. I'm going to build a social Mm -hmm. life. I'm going to put myself in a position to where I might run into somebody. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I think I and I always
1: try (laughs) to. I
0: lived, I like to say I lived with a lot of hopefulness. So I like would go, I would fix my hair and go to the grocery store. Cause you know, I might meet somebody in the grocery <laughs> store or I mean, I went through a saying yes. To, I mean, I would tell everyone I worked with everyone. If you know, anybody mm-hmm. set me up, mm-hmm. I'll go with, go Cause I wow. thought, it, you know, you never know. So I thought I'll take the chance. And this was before social media or online dating mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I thought, okay, and so people did. And there was a lot of moms that told me they had really cute sons, which they thought real well of their sons. And it was not as great as their mother thought they were. But. <laughs> but
3: that says really a lot about you, that, that you are willing yes, to risk it to go on these dates. Because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, there's rejection, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. the stuff that you're already questioning about you mm-hmm. that gets kind of. Mm-hmm. Tossed up when you're on dates and then not knowing. And so it really is just shows like the character trait of you that you're willing to risk and trust God with your heart in the mm-hmm.
0: process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to honor that because man, That's that is ho- that is tough to do. And- it is tough, but I think if I didn't take, I always thought if I don't take the chance, I might not ever meet anyone. So mm-hmm. I, we would go to any church function, I could singles, any kind of thing I could find. I would show, and my and it helped that my best friend was single at the same time too. So we were kind of a team. But oh, if mm-hmm. there was any Northwest Arkansas singles event, because we weren't going to go to bars or what, you know, mm-hmm, so right. like we would show up to anything there was <laughs> because mm-hmm. you never know there Mm -hmm. might be our husbands might be there and might be awaiting
1: you yeah so -hmm. i think think you have to live
0: with some hope too Mm because i think that a lot of single people do start to give up hope which i understand because it is Mm -hmm.
1: hard out Mm
0: -hmm. there Mm -hmm. but i think you always like you just what i always tell them is you never know unless you take the chance you never know it Mm -hmm. might happen Mm -hmm. it might not but it might Mm -hmm. i think it's worth giving it a chance mm -hmm. i think that's An excellent
2: message to live with hope. Mm. I think that's an excellent word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, that's
0: true for anything, I think. You know,
2: this is uh, same but different. has nothing to do with being single, but I equate that immediately when we moved to town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we moved to town, it was years ago, and there was hardly (laughs) no one here (laughs) that lived from Arkansas. I mean, they weren't from Arkansas. They're from everywhere. And we moved in. Jake had just been born, so I'm at home with a new baby. Uh, Chad was three. and. Nobody, nobody came to your door. Nobody mm. said hello. I mean, and I remember Steve saying, "Susan, make about your brownies and do what you always do. Just go to the neighbor and give him a batch of brownies." Mm. And I did, and found that they were the friendliest people mm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And to your point, make the first move, yes. like you said, yes. Megan. You have to take a risk. Right now, it may be a little vulnerable. Absolutely. On your part, mm-hmm. but you're taking a risk, and and I found friendly Absolutely. people, and mm-hmm. you found okay. I'm just gonna see what's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but with hope. Mm-hmm. And I was doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I want to find a friend. Mm-hmm. I want to find a friend. Yes. You know, yeah, I think you can apply the same thing to friends. Yes, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. Great word. Mm-hmm. Great word there. Mm-hmm. The message that you're telling is wonderful because there's so many you have said to me many times you hear from singles mm-hmm. all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you were saying, even before we
0: push the button, <laughs> some of the things that you want to share. Yeah, I mean, um, because I kind of work with singles now through a online dating but thing. But um, so I hear a lot from them just how they feel alone. Church is hard because mm-hmm. church is very focused on families, mm-hmm. which is great. But right. I think you can feel very, very alone when you're sitting there and it's mm-hmm. all focused on families. Mm-hmm. And and if your church, a lot of churches don't do singles ministry well, they just don't. Mm-hmm. And they don't have, you know, they may have old singles or they may have young singles, but sometimes they don't have like 30s. The 30s are the ones mm-hmm. I hear really feel mm-hmm. left out at church mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's just not a place for them. And, and they want to be included. Like they love to be with their singles, but they also want their married friends just to mm-hmm. include them in life. Like, they're like, invite me to your kids' ball games, I'll come. And you mm-hmm. think, well, they don't want to come, but they do. They, mm-hmm. you know, they've told me, like, invite me to your kids' mm-hmm. birthday parties. I just mm-hmm. want to feel involved and I want to do life with people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I don't want to feel like I can only do life with single people. Mm-hmm. I also want to be, and you know, I had friends that got married right out of college. And in fact, I was telling my friend this my roommate from college got married right out of college and she lived in Little Rock. I would go and spend the weekend with them all the time because I knew her her husband I went to college with them and they let me be their third wheel. And one of my favorite things is I would go to church with them all the time and go to their married, young, married Sunday school class. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would be the only one. Of course, everyone in there would be like, wait, I may have a brother. I could think, <laughs> but I just felt real. I don't know. I just felt mm-hmm. like a part. And I, mm-hmm. and I was like, I used to like, cause she was telling me about somebody that used to be in their class. I mean, this was like 25 years ago and I said, I loved coming to y'all's mm-hmm. young, married Sunday school class. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you for always letting me do that. And I mean, I did it all the time. And so I think, You think like are your single friends don't want to come, you know, they don't want to be involved in things, but just invite them to stuff, invite Mm -hmm. them to come to dinner at your house or holidays or they just want to be included. And just, yes, it's just I think that they same. they feel alone, they feel left Mm -hmm. out of Mm -hmm. society and they feel like people have forgotten about them Mm -hmm. and don't understand, you know what it's like, I think COVID was really hard on single Mm -hmm, people because we were all quarantined with our families that were driving us crazy, but they were alone and like, didn't see anyone. And that was extremely hard for for them.
3: You know, as you're saying that I'm thinking about two girls that I had the honor of discipling um, when we lived in Conway area. And I just remember they were singles. And what I thought was so really sweet about them is that the only time I had to meet, because I had three really littles at the time, I think maybe I was even pregnant, was that they would come... I think we met you all at like six o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and they had to drive from Conway to Greenbrier to get to my house. And yet they were willing to do it. And I just remember them being in my home and us just being up like making muffins or whatever it was. And the time that I got with them was just the sweetest, sweetest time. And then my kids would wake up and join us. And whenever they came into my home, there was something that blessed my heart too. I think that just thinking back at that time, just some of my sweetest moments. It's really weird with those two girls being in my home. Mm-hmm. And so I just love what you're saying that like it, it can be such a light to us as marrieds too oh, to have a sure. breath of fresh air come mm-hmm. into your home. That's like willing to, you know, mm-hmm. be a part and lend yeah. a hand and just feel like family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's hard for marrieds to do, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got kids. I can't just go spend a day in your home. And mm-hmm. but I just love that idea and that picture of how beautiful that really is can be um as we kind of just like unite hands and just walk along singles and singles also just blessing us too. I just -hmm. feel like it's such a beautiful picture of Mm -hmm. of what the kingdom really is. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. For sure. I love I love that. Well you alluded to the fact that you've now working with singles and we would love to dive into that a little bit more. But I'm going to have to hit pause because <laughs> I know if we open that right now, we're going to talk for another 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so would you be willing to stick around oh, sure. a little bit and tell sure. us about Kelly's Corner Singles? And <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. The, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I Every I time so- I hear about, let's, okay, can we give just a little teaser? Yes. Sure. What is the number of people who have gotten married Uh oh! because uh-huh. you decided to take a risk and try to play matchmaker? Well, 54 couples.
2: <gasps>
0: 54? Whoa! There's about to be another one yeah, this month. See, so. I thought it was 52. No, so so it's about fi- to
1: be 55.
2: Oh,
3: my, oh
1: my gosh. So Stay a, woman, tuned. a woman who waited until she was 30 to get married mm-hmm. has helped 55 other couples. Wow. I cannot them.
2: wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> You Do not say another word. And you've got to listen in to the next podcast. It's
1: so exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. So will you stick around? Sure. Okay. Sure. Of course.
2: Of course they will. (laughs) And of course you will. I got to hear about it. I know. I'm so excited. I want to hear.
1: So thanks for sharing a little bit of your journey. Um, I know. And I appreciate the fact that you... You didn't sugarcoat anything. It was hard Mm -hmm. and it was a struggle, Mm -hmm. um, but there were beautiful moments Mm -hmm. along the way. So I hope that's going to be encouraging to some of our listeners. Um, And if you're listening and you're still single and you want to meet the perfect person, maybe next week is a good week to listen.
0: (laughs) You never never know. That's what I'm going to say.
1: You (laughs) You never know. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you next week with another episode with Kelly talking about finding love in some unusual ways.
3: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the tangible truth podcast, part of the KLRC podcast network.